Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, enter, just you forgot to enter. Hi, I'm Kevin Coyle. And I'm Brandon Gatles. We're from Boston Empire. And this is our golden hour. Oh, oh God, what's going on? Where am I going? Oh. Dad? Yes, my son. I am Deuce, the Deer God. I'm so confused. Who am I? Derek. Your true name is Dercules. Dercules. Wait, what? Yes. You are Dercules, the god of the forest. <laughs> Season five. Hosted by your favorite podcast host, Big Bochi. You already know the deal, mother. <laughs> What's up? Oh, here we go. <laughs> so just like that, the double clap signifies the start of an episode. And before we begin, I've been trying to make a conscious effort to do this with the show. But if you are listening, you are tuned in. This is Connor Hallway of the Golden Hours Podcast. And if you by chance get any sort of value or entertainment from this episode, just share with a friend. Share with your shorty. Share with your ex-girlfriend. And to my right, I have two young men. Both with fresh lineups. The beards are looking crazy trimmed. Both from Brockton or Pembroke and Brockton? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we got some young entrepreneurs up here. Business. I love business. With that being said... The, the men from Boston Empire are here. Thank you guys for coming. Connor, thanks for having man. us, man. Thanks Great to be us, here. Do you want to just, just crank that up? You'll feel a sweet spot. How's that right there? How, you think you sound handsome? I do, sir. I, f- you, I feel handsome. <laughs> you look handsome, man. You're good to go. <laughs> awesome. And so the this episode is going to be primarily revolved around things that I don't know a whole lot about, but we do have Aquaman in the building, and Aquaman knows a ton about it. Jack, say Hi. Hey. Okay, great. Good to go. So, uh, hey, thanks for coming, guys. I appreciate you. This Absolutely. Great to be here. Absolutely. We're excited, man. I think uh, I think the first thing I had heard about what you got... Well, one, I had seen your Instagram popping up a bunch. Who, who's the one typing? Who's active? Is it Kev or Brandon? Uh, it's it's kind of switches off between the both of us. Greg does a lot of it, too. Johnny. It's a collective effort. But Greg yeah, was who sent the email? Greg's uh, the graphics guy in the uh, in the office. Yeah, was it you? It might have been Kev who sent the email. I sent the first one, yeah. Yeah. Well, that was because of... of, uh, Hum or Manny. It was Manny shouting out Hum. Hum beats. Yeah. And that's kind of how it got... There's a circle. There's, there's a Boston Empire circle going on over here. You guys are forming a super team. We're trying. We're that's, seriously that's, trying. That's what we're trying to do for sure. Do you guys, before we uh, move on, can you just give a quick synopsis of who you are and what you do? Um, so essentially, we are New England's number one distributor of hemp flour and CBD products. Well, what is your name, man? I'm Kevin. Yeah, there we go. My bad. My bad. <laughs> so like I was saying. The most important part. Yeah. Thought we already went over the introductions. Um, so we distribute to a lot of convenience stores, gas stations, smoke shops. Uh, we work with multiple distributors in the Boston and Providence area. And essentially what we're trying to do is to give people a, uh, a, a better alternative to help with some, you know, different things that you could be dealing with in terms of stress and anxiety and 
you know, give them a chance to go to the corner store and be able to purchase it without a license and just like that at any time. And make it accessible to, you know, anyone and everyone. We, we personally say above 18, but um, there is, there's a lot of parents who allow their kids to use CBD as well because it works for various different, you know, things they have going seizures, on. Seizures, right? Isn't CBD good for seizures? Yeah, it's, yeah. That's proven scientific. That's FDA approved, uh, I believe it's Epidolex. So that is one of their approved medications for seizures. And it, I mean, it's, it's amazing. It really is amazing. But you don't need to buy it for $3,200 a month from them. I think you could literally get it for $100 a month from, you know, local. So also during this episode, I know there's like a bunch of, as you guys were saying before, and there's a bunch of like compliance and FDA stuff. So like if you ever hear Kevin Brandon not giving like a full explanation on something, it's because they're, they're following the law. That's what's going on, right? Am I explaining that right? Yeah, following 100%. the law, the insurance as well. Our insurance company, they, they won't back it if specific unproven claims are made by us specifically. So we kind of sidestep it. And, I like you know, that. a lot of people know as well. Harlem shake around it. We Harlem shake <laughs> right around it. <laughs> so what does that mean specifically that they won't back it if you make claims? So if there was anything to go wrong legality-wise or someone filed a claim against a company through insurance, the insurance company would have, you know, if we were like, yeah, it heals, uh, you know, gonorrhea. And then someone takes it, it doesn't work, and then boom, they, they sue us saying, you said this claim, if the insurance company has proof that we did make an outrageous claim like that, they will not so, cover us. So what language do you use to, to be covered? Like CBD could help you with your gonorrhea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, we'll use, may help you. Okay. With and we and also such. say there's a lot of um, different testimonials on Google and YouTube that they can go and do their mm-hmm. due diligence and do their research before coming to us because we can only answer it a certain way word okay so i'm totally fascinated again not not big into hemp not big into weed the last time i i really got baked baked i know hemp doesn't get you baked baked but i thought i was in a mario party game i was seeing things man the room was shrinking in (laughs) i'm a little ocd so i got a little paranoid but uh and you can jack will testify yeah i'm just kind of a freak when it comes to but um the the weed business it's been coming for a while but at what point did you guys realize like whoa there is a total opportunity in a niche market in massachusetts to get this thing fired up well without getting too far ahead of like how we started i would say that big the big turning point for us was the the federal farm bill act 2018, correct? 2018, yes, sir. And that kind of distinguished hemp from marijuana and gave us the full, you know, power from within. To but there had also been one in 2014 14, as yeah. well, but it just wasn't definitive enough. Uh, so they kind of got back together, re, essentially rewrote it in a much more, you know, um, definitive way. It's totally separating hemp undeniably from marijuana. And with that farm bill, um, we started going to stores a little bit before that and then once that farm bill was passed our phones just blew up from all the local stores we'd visit that said no to us initially this 20 this was early 2018 trump passed this right yeah it was at the, it was at the end of 2018 going into the new year and were you guys looking at each other like whoa it's time to go oh, well, boston we, empire fired up well <laughs> yeah. we were already established before that and we kind of took the chance leading into the farm once it was passed it was just you know, a lot of positive vibes and a lot of 
you know, stressful days because driving around every day was not, um, you guys know the city, it's, we're driving from Hanover where our office is up to Lynn Revere, down to Attleboro. It's that hustle, to though. It. And yeah. it was an everyday thing every for two, day. three months. And Seven then, in the morning, we were out there till seriously, eight, nine. Whenever. Night, we were out on Christmas Eve. Just showing up to stores pitching. Exactly. So, hey, yep. man, take my product. I swear to God, it's going to sell. Not take our exactly. product. Take our hemp flower that resembles marijuana, and you can't get in trouble for it. We had to you know, get them to believe that the liability was on us, which it is, and they would not get in trouble selling that. Because so once they saw the insurance documents, the lab reports, because every, everything we sell comes with a uh, lab report signed off by the agricultural department in which it is grown, in which it comes from, and then backed by our insurance company as well. So we were one of the first companies to actually do that, and that's what separated us from everyone. Now, when that farm bill was passed, it, it wasn't, we didn't even have time to like celebrate because our phone just time immediately blew up once big Donald Trump was online. Big Donnie came through for the Boston Empire voice. Absolutely. And it, not to uh, discredit, but we had a smoothie shop called the Healthy Blend before, so we were still trying to navigate well, you that. Did? Yes, sir. So you guys have Look, forever been business partners? or We went to high school together. Yeah. We're always, we, we always work on everything together, essentially. Kind of like me and Jack. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Me and Aquaman. <laughs> so, yeah, can you guys give a, a quick rewind? So how does this start initially? Like, did you guys always have... I know you said you were coaching, but did you always have kind of aspirations to start up a booming business? Of course. I mean, anytime when you look at the basketball field, for instance, like many occupations out there, there's a dead end and you're trying to rely on somebody to get fired or let go of their job, which is, you never hope that on anybody. And it was just more of a passion of mine. And then business was a hemp business in general, but more hemp because we used to smoke a lot of weed. And then as you go on in business and trying to run a juice bar and still trying to coach and you're up early and you're staying up late, you get a little, you know, you get a little logged down and, and we just kind of cut the THC out. And, you know, I think Brand can tell you the story how it started because it was his pretty yeah, much Yeah, so I was going to, essentially I was going to bed one night. I was in a difficult situation in life at the time, kind of unhappy. When, when, when is um, this? This was probably a year and a half ago, okay. about that, yeah, and um, I was just laying there, and I'm like, what can I do to get, you know, what business can I do? The smoothie bar was doing great. Where is this, in Hanover? It was in Braintree. Okay. Um, What's it called? The Healthy Blend. It's called The Healthy Blend. Still yeah. up? No, we, we, so that's part of the story, essentially. So we, I, you know, I'd come up with this idea, like I knew CBD was out there, and I'm like, well, what, why don't they have marijuana without THC in it. I don't even know how. It just crossed my mind. So I started to Google search and, and I found out it does. It existed at a very small, small scale and it was called hemp. At the time, it wasn't definitively separated from marijuana. It was kind of a gray area. So I said, now is the time to make the jump, you know. And once we got the insurance for it, like I said, that really separated us. So I called Kevin about 3 a.m. in the morning. And he was kind of like, ah, fuck off, fuck off. I'm like, Kev, I'm telling you, this is it. Like, this is it. We're going to get into this. So we kind of started to ease into it. He called me back the next day. He had read about it, and he was like, this is great. Like, I can't even believe that's a real thing. You sure it's legal? You sure it's legal? I'm like, dude, I'm positive this is, this is legal. I've been researching it all night. I didn't sleep. So then we started to integrate it into our bar. And, I mean, Kev was doing the it's majority the of the hours yep. there. 
the smoothie the blend. Yes, sir. So, Kev, how to take off once you immediately introduced it to them? Well, it's great to introduce it to a limited, you know, number of people, but enough to really get the name out there and through Instagram and through, you know, some of our friends like you know Manny Bermudez and Humbeats and some of the other people we've worked with. Um, we really saw it you know, gravitate to a lot of people, and not just people from. You know, the young kids, we saw people that were in their 50s coming up, asking to put it in their smoothies, asking for... What, was, what does that mean when you say put it into a smoothie? Like you're getting some of the flour and like sprinkling it in or do you have... We like had a- tinctures we were using. And, and some the- people did prefer to throw flour in there as well, but the tincture is probably T- a tincture? the best... What yeah, is which is just, you know, the oils you see, okay. they're, they're everywhere. They're really out there almost in every store you go to now. Uh, it's just a bottle with a little... Uh, it's a almost, pipette. Yep, you squeeze it, sucks it up, you take about a, a milliliter, and that's the dosage of the, of the CBD. Can you taste it in the smoothie? Could you taste it? or You can a little, but we had such a good blend of fruits and protein that it really was masked. If you didn't use enough of that, you'd taste it, and it's not... It's not bad, but it's not pleasant by any means. You know, the it's taste. very earthy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it tastes like you're like drinking grass, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. Yeah, seriously. Pretty good comparison. That's pretty good comparison. Yeah. yeah. Tastes healthy. I guess it, that's get, what we get like some to hemp say. smoothies after this. Tastes yeah. healthy. I like that. <laughs> Absolutely. So you guys are running the smoothie bar, mm-hmm. and then after the farm bill passes, you guys are like, all right, let's get this thing ripped up. Can't miss the opportunity. It was too. We had to go store yeah. to store. Did it just click and in your head. We were talking about it for a, a, a quite a long period of time, and then and by we, that point, it had done so well at the bar. It was going so well at the bar by the time we left, where people, you know, they, they thought we were selling marijuana. They thought we were selling marijuana products illegally, is what. So they had confronted us, like, "Are you guys like selling selling marijuana?" And then you we were like, "Shut up!" We were like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, don't tell the feds." Well, we don't we don't <laughs> yeah. talk we don't talk. We just showed the insurance and lab results. I like yeah. that. Yeah, but you I'm, know, I'm getting how the system works. I understand. Yeah, yeah, and they were very uncomfortable with it. And the rumors had started to spread. And me and Kevin, like, you know, this is our chance. And we just, on the first, uh, we shut it down, our smoothie bar, and just went all in. That's when we started going store to store. I mean, we sold everything, cashed out 401k, boom, we went in. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, we dove in head first. So, were people get were the, people having any side effect from when they were having the hemp smoothie initially? We had, there was no not complaints side, at all. Well, not, not like a negative side effect, but when they drank the hemp, hemp smoothie, it was for taste or it was for effect? It was for effect, yeah. So, so what would they feel? Uh, once you take it, it's a very calming, almost sensation kind of washes over your body. Very relaxing, um, especially not to butt in, but yeah. after a workout is when majority post workout post workout where yeah. you need to get that protein in your body. You need to replenish, stimulate appetite in a sense. It's been known to mm-hmm. possibly do, and um, that's really. I mean, we got such positive feedback. I mean, it was one person after the next, after the next, after the next. And we were like, we have to. That's when we started really getting amped up. Like, it's time to, it's time to bring yeah, it. You guys are pumped. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, we love it. We love what we do, too. I mean, think about it. Every day we wake up and we get in the car, go to the office, and uh, we sell essentially marijuana but it's hemp you know what i mean but it's helping people it's getting no one high it's bringing nothing but positivity to the entire community 
Yeah. Is it is it nice for you? Because I'm, I'm sure you both have had natural sales skills. I can I always get a sense like, yo, this guy's a hustler. This guy's a hustler. It's it's so much easier to sell something when you believe in it, isn't it? Oh, a hundred percent. And then plus, what we're dealing with too, with the whole opioid crisis going on, we felt like this is our really chance to combat that and bring in a more healthy alternative, you know, solution to what people are looking for. So on yeah. The street. So for, for reference, so I had a surgery last September, almost a year ago, September twenty fifth, and I had the, the surgeon actually up on the show. His name's Scott Sigmund, and he's opioid sparing completely. Because he's like, dude, opioids are terrible. I mean, you terrible. guys have been a mass have Melanie Cass. You know what it's like? Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's like, sad. It's well, sad, well, the report that came out, almost 90 billion opioids in the last seven years. Yeah, it's, it's absurd. But he doesn't prescribe any opioids for his patients. So I tried CBD, which I know it's not technically what you guys do. You mm-hmm. guys have CBD products, correct? Yeah, yeah we have a whole wellness line okay, as well. Cool. Yeah. I, I just felt high in my body for a little bit. Then it wore off, and my shoulder was in excruciating pain, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sometimes you gotta just redose it, you know, if, yeah. if it worked the first time, because it's not gonna have. There's no overdosing on mm. CBD. You know, it's never gonna, it's never gonna happen. So, have you guys been big drug guys your whole life? Like, not in terms of like some people just like experimenting with drugs growing up. We smoked marijuana growing up. And we had a fun on, side you know? to us. Like yeah, we yeah. used to drink and smoke. A little and, solo cup here. Yeah, a little flip cup action, but nothing uh, <laughs> nothing over the top. I mean, we would, we've would we really cut back on the, the drinking aspect because we go out so much. Yeah, business. Though, in, yeah. Yeah. though at Springfield was a different story this past weekend. Yeah, we probably go oh, out. You guys got blasted. Yeah, yeah we, we were, were next Canacon. to the MGM. And we were at oh. that big event. We were telling you about Canacon, which is... Uh, Great opportunity for us. But it was nice to get out there and actually relax, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, do you guys feel now that your business is, like, totally wired up? Like, my brain now is different because we're so full speed. Don't you feel, like, the necessity to always be moving quick? Yeah, we never stop. I know. I mean, we we sleep maybe four hours a night. We just continuously always on the phone. Selling. Calling distributors, calling, you know, people in the industry that are active, uh, Reddit, Instagram, Facebook. Like we never stop. That's how you gotta be nowadays. You can't compete in business if you're not if you're not using every avenue you have to get your product in anybody's hands. Especially in your market because it's like it's glamorous now. Yeah. The weed industry is glamorous. So do you, did you guys initially recognize like wow that there's a there's an open space in the market, especially up here. We got to maximize this. That's kind of what I felt with the podcast, too. There was no real podcast in Boston. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to start slamming this as much as I can. Exactly. Well, we definitely saw when we first started, there were very few hemp, flour, and CBD products in convenience stores. But there were some. Particularly oil. And especially that was our big... I'm just going to position this for you. My bad, brother. How's that that sound? Sounds good to me. Yes, sir. I think it's more about you, though. (laughs) You sound handsome. (laughs) Um, but that was our big thing. So we would look for that in convenience stores. And once we saw that they were already carrying a CBD or hemp product, that's when we attacked and went with our pitch and showed them our product and showed them the margin and the lab results and the insurance and kind of what we've you know, started to build. And then once it caught on, it, you know, like a snowball effect, just really started taking off. How many times have you guys done this, the sales pitch? 
Oh, God, we've probably done it a million times. We try and switch it up every now and then. Like, we were at Canacon, for instance, and you have, I mean, there's thousands of people there, mm-hmm. and they're coming up, and you're just rehearsing almost the same thing. But it never, it doesn't really get old because we love the reaction mm-hmm. that we get out of the people when we're giving them the, you know, the rundown, so to speak. Jack, do you want to kick us off with a little bit of a weed question real quick? A hemp question, excuse me. Yeah, I got you. Uh, yeah, so um, we talked about it briefly, um, but what, what about the transportation of CBD I mean, and hemp throughout the states? I mean, I know that it's legal to transport, mm-hmm. but when you look at it, it doesn't look like regular. Okay. So we go. keep our lab reports. Before you move on, let me just reiterate that so we have it on the mic. So what Jack asked was, are there any limitations to transporting the hemp because it looks like weed and, and some people would think you're just transporting weed all over the states? Correct. I know. It's legal, but... It's legal, but people would assume like, hey, this is weed. You're moving narcotics throughout yeah. the U.S. And anywhere we go, I mean, it's literally stapled in our car to the visor. Like, we keep our insurance documents uh, and we keep our lab reports for anything and everything. For instance, everything we brought you guys lab reports, insurance documents. So we're not uh, we're not concerned with any of that, honestly. And you know, ter- it's something we believe in. And so. in terms of um, the online, with uh, we do work with USPS, and all of our products come in a vacuum-sealed bag, so it's smell-proof, and it's very discreet packaging. And we've actually, USPS was a big, they reached out to us and let us know they know what we're doing they're comfortable with CBD and hemp, which was also a big, you know. And they got that big, lowest price point, yes, sir. Big, big yeah, feather in great. the hat for us. And so they also big. made an announcement nationwide and ran a press release saying, we will, you know, we will ship CBD and hemp products. Before UPS and FedEx? Yes. That was yeah. smart. That was yeah. smart. They came out and said it. And, and well, law enforcement was kind of, you know, because they're like, we can't tell the difference. And well, yeah, because nobody wants to make a change. You know? Yeah, exactly. You're totally I, right. I, yeah. I'm sure that's probably the biggest thing that you guys have dealt with is like, no, this is so new to everybody. So everybody's just naturally hesitant, right? It's particularly yeah. the older crowd. I'm it, sure. It's the younger really, group. It's really all education at this point. The foot We've got in the door and now it's trying to educate the masses. Uh, as of recent, we've partnered up with um, an acupuncture and massage clinic, New England Wellness Solutions, and they are starting to distribute and carry our wellness products. The wellness products are the creams, the oils, and the soft gels we have. Okay, cool. So this is actually a good segue. So you guys have the idea that Juice Bar is closed down from the inception of Boston Empire. Well, who chose the name? I did. I did the name. Let's go, the logo. Brandon. Good choice, Everything. bro. Oh, yeah. you you designed the logo? Yeah. Well, Let's I go. worked with uh, James Scales, who he runs his own. Shout uh, out to James. He's a good dude, really good guy, Great Brockton guy. guy too. And he uh, he started his own logo company. And I advise anyone if you're looking for a logo, give him an idea. He'll run with it. And I, I, I got to be honest, it. we can't do that over here because Jack's my favorite graphic oh. designer. In the <laughs> I'm city. sorry, Jack. Just, just kidding, Jack. Go to Jack. Go, go to, to Jack. Jack. Never go mind. <laughs> Jack, will do. You, have you guys done T-shirts already? No, we haven't. We did hats. That's it, though. You can judge our T-shirts after the episode. Get this man to do it for you. Yeah, hell yeah. We'll look yeah, into it. Absolutely. We, we, that's the pack we push over here. You feel me? We push the, the apparel. Slinging, slinging T-shirts. Yeah. Yes, like sir. It. So, yeah, from the start of the inception of the idea, what's the next step? You guys look up different farms saying, hey, we want you to make our product. We, we had share, already done it all. Insurance. 
It's oh, you guys were already ready to go. I was already reaching out. I was in the community before I owned a business in the community. I was online. I was calling people, contacting people. I'd already had access to the insurance agent who was helping me. You know, in the community is an awesome group of people. You know, very laid back, um, just cool dudes. And embrace they all, it. Very oh, embracing. Yeah. They helped us big time. Yeah, they, they really gave us uh, a lot of confidence to bring this to the public, you know, and we're glad, we're glad we did, seriously. So where's the farm right now? Where does all the product come from? So we have Oregon, Colorado, New York, uh, family friends down in North Carolina that my family put me on with. They do the indoor. Um, and what's, what's I think the difference about between it, an indoor though. product and an outdoor product? Just the quality. The plant gets so much more care indoors. They're usually smaller, more boat boutique farms. Uh, outdoors, you're literally talking 8,000 plants. So it's hard to get all that mm-hmm. love and care into each and every, you know, it's like having so 10 the kids unit, as opposed to Is the two. unit more for the indoor product? Like it costs you more to buy that as opposed to an outdoor? Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's expensive. So, so what is the benefit of having a bunch of different farms, just different strains, different SKUs? We sell, we'll, some of the farms can't keep up with the amount that we sell. You wow. know what I mean? So they'll... They'll run out, uh, or or you need to switch they don't up have strains. As, they don't have as many strains, base. so you always want to keep it, you know, different and give people more options. Because as you guys know, dealing with customers and we've partnered with Groupon before, so you get a lot of want, want, want. Everybody wants more. They want something different. They want it cheaper. So you try to make everyone happy, happy even though you know it's not going to be the case. Yeah. So how do you? So you guys have like the product line is so deep. Like I was on the site. It's crazy. Do you, Jack, do you want to just bring these boxes up? Is it cool if I show some of these products? Oh, over? yeah, absolutely, man. That'd be I'd mean, love to give you some free marketing, man. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so over here, what is this? This is the uh, this, our, is, this is the stand. That's our counter display rack that goes on countertops to convenience stores, gas stations, smoke shops, mostly. Okay. And so when you guys initially started, it was just the counter rack, correct? Yes, correct. sir. Yep. Okay, cool. And so Jack is going to – thank you, Jack, for this. Jack's going to bring up some of the product. Let's get them set up. Mm-hmm. So these are the soft gels. Yeah. Let's now go. This, so this whole wellness line is basically released by our uh, Greg Stearns, who also is a you know, partner in yeah. our business. And he literally, he knows this stuff inside and out as far as uh, the essentials in, the, in, in that whole health and wellness line. Me and Kev are literally, uh, we're, we're flower guys. This is what we know. This is what we started. And uh, I wish we could have brought Greg as well because he is fantastic. He He's also does the design degree. design work with yep. all of our wellness products as well. Yeah, see, I, I, it looks like something you'd get at like vitamin shop, you know. Exactly, yeah. That's what we, you know, we really wanted to make well, it we, as professional we as had possible. To, you know, make it a little, uh, we had to differentiate a little bit from the store rack, which is in convenience stores, to massage yeah, and acupuncture clinics. Imagine. So there has mm-hmm. to be a balance, but you also have to realize. The market's so different. So different. So you're trying to reach a huge huge outreach like you were pitching this to like people that were going in to get a massage mm-hmm. and you were pitching that to people who were pumping their gas and within the community there's a stigma about uh the purists so to speak have a stigma about uh cbd and hemp products being sold in convenience stores so a negative 
outlook on it for whatever reason. But me and Kev's whole motto is, is like, yeah, we know there's bad products in convenience stores and gas stations. Let's just make the safest, best product at the best price. Uh, we're all for regulation. I think any business owner who buys a CBD product should first look for lab reports and second look to see if they're insured. You know, And that's all they have to do as far as regulation. Well, yeah. Like growing up, the kids at we, – we went to Lincoln Sudbury Regional High School. Yep. Growing up, the kids who – if the town was dry and they couldn't go get their mids, they'd head over to the Valero and they'd buy the stank or the bomb. It was like K2, that synthetic weed. Yeah. So how do you differentiate your product for stuff like that? Well, we look a lot different. Uh, for sure. First and foremost, you know, that's, that stuff was bad news. And it was, it was like a lot of the people were like, oh, is that spice? They that's call that bath it. salts, boy. They call the spice. <laughs> And uh, But if you look, we have USA growing on here, 18 plus, equal-friendly, organic. I rock with what you guys are doing because like, you guys have made so sure that everything is clean and mm-hmm. clean-cut. This is fire. Because we knew what we were getting into as far as that stigma goes on that type of stuff, you know. And we also put insured right on here. So our whole display rack is less about the product and more about feeling the customer, uh, making the customer feel confident that they're getting a, a good product. So- so how do you guys develop new SKUs? It's just like an idea, like, hey, we'll try some gummies. Hey, we'll try to do some food, a drink. We bought thousands of them. So this, so when we come out, I mean, if it doesn't work, you just back burn or try Everything's like else, a trial know? at this point. We're so early in the process. If something works, we'll stick with it. If not, we'll pivot and move in another direction. Yes. And so how'd you get the initial startup? It was the 401k you cashed? Like, yeah, I cashed out my 401k and we took, we made, we, we had a successful smoothie bar. I mean, it really, we were rocking. We kind of it. funneled money from that into yep. the Empire. And every, every dollar we had, both of us. I mean, we, when we first got into our office, we were literally sleeping in the office. Let's go. I Man. love stories like that. That's fire. Mm-hmm. And the, and, and the reason we had the passion as well is, for instance, I saw how well, and this is why it's very hits close to home for me and Kev, is my mother was diagnosed with stage 3A lung cancer. Uh, and the benefits that she received and getting away from all the, all the pharmaceuticals they were putting her on and the response that she had to CBD, which was better sleep and increased appetite is what she told me is what the two biggest benefits for her specifically was in her testimonial. And she gained five pounds during the chemotherapy process. That's when I was like, this is it. This is what I got to do. This is good for everybody. And I'm sure she didn't feel like a zombie at all, you know? The thing about it is hemp product in general is uh, genetically a sativa. It's a sativa uh, strain in general, for the most part, usually always dominant, unless there's some strange, strange breeding process where someone comes out with something outrageous. But predominantly, 90-something percent of the time, it's a sativa. Which will give you a little energy boost, per se, if people didn't understand the difference between sativa and indica. So not only was she eating well, she was sleeping fantastic, and she had a little bit of extra energy throughout the day. And I think it's, you know, essentially was a big part of her still being alive, you know. Yeah, so I I don't want to categorize this wrong because it's just a sensitive topic too, but I have a family member who has been through vicious amounts of chemo, and she was saying CBD and the ointments are some of the only things that actually give her any sort of relief. Yeah. So why... Why was this stigmatized beforehand? Because I'm sounding like a re- I'm sounding like a real deal journalist over here. It, <laughs> <Look at this. laughs> it was too closely compared to marijuana, 
and the stigma that came with it. You understand it, though. They look the same. Oh, absolutely. And that was our job to convince them that just because it looks the same, it smells the same, it tastes the same, it smokes the same, it's not the same. You don't get the head high. You get more of a relaxing feeling throughout your body. And we realized that that's, you know, it, it was an awesome product. And we felt we couldn't have felt more comfortable with it. And we were surprised at how many people don't want to smoke marijuana during the day because they get paranoid or discombobulated or lazy in a sense. Lose focus. Lose focus. That's the best way to put it, yeah. So we were so surprised at how many people, all they smoke now is is hemp flour. And we're the same way. You we guys don't smoke, smoke weed, just, just hemp? Just, not well, as we'll often. smoke weeds very time sparingly, but not during the day. We smoke all hemp flour. What do you smoke out of? Blunts. Yeah, all blunts. Do you guys have papers yet? No, we haven't released them yet. No, we we are going to do it, though. More of a promotional thing. Just get them out there. Pretty fire. But we thought about doing that. (laughs) (laughs) We thought about doing a hemp terpene-infused wrap, uh, CBD wrap. That's something I think we'll probably do at some point. um, And it would be easy for us to kind of get it directly into the thousand stores we're in. It would be great. You guys should do like a five-on-five basketball tournament. And just get everyone sauced off the hemp beforehand. It'd be an awfully calm basketball yeah, game. I was going to say, it'd be like everyone would be getting along. But yeah, you take your shot, man. Do your thing. It'd be easy. <laughs> it'd be a more assist than ever. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> Alley-oops. Well, yeah, get Hum beats in the game. He's like 10 feet 10. Yeah, he's a shooter, though. Oh, is he? Hum doesn't want to bang down low. Oh, he doesn't. But he, but <laughs> he doesn't he, have the hat. <laughs> no, it's not that. He just, he's just a sniper. Yeah, okay. Dead, deadly shooter out there. Rap game Quiet Leonard. That's what he calls himself. Kawam Leonard. It's pretty hilarious on Twitter. <laughs> so, uh, just this is somewhat irrelevant, but when you guys like aspire to grow your business as much as you can, who? what's like a model you guys like to follow? Like who? who's inspiring to you? What motivates you? Just because this is such a new industry, there's no real pioneer in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we consider ourselves trailblazers we didn't model let's go this come on brandon let's anybody. go talk that shit i'm serious we didn't model it after anyone we're just naturally just from being kids we hustled everything and you got a lot of people that will have the the e-commerce and the online you know thing going but what what differentiates us is we went store to store whereas nobody else did you earned it yes sir so we went in we'd run in with different distributors who would look at us and be like who are these guys this is back in like december january and then we've come full circle to this point now where we've kind of overlapped some of them. It's really grown that quick, huh? Seven months. It, I mean, it's, it yeah. feels like it's been, you know, a couple of weeks. It's just been every day. It's just been the same thing. But it doesn't even feel like work. It's just our passion. We love doing it. And, yeah, are you guys at a point where, like, you look back, like, three months, four months, you're like, whoa. Oh, look at the progress I've made. We say that almost literally every day. Like, wow, that went by quick. Well, like, every day we're doing something, whether it's a Canicon event. Or, you know, we're in a podcast with you guys. Biggest podcast in the city. Shout out Golden Deer. Um, We're always doing something. We're always meeting different people. We'll we'll do a a Boston Empire Derek, and he'll be green. It'll be great. Derek's the name of our deer. Sorry to cut you off. My fault. That's all right. It'll be fantastic. We're up for it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I was saying the same thing to Jack. It's, It's every day, and I try to maximize every hour of every day. And when you're doing that, you don't really notice the progress you're making because you're so caught up in it. But when you look back and you give like a four or five months, you're like, whoa, damn, look at this. It's pretty wild. And every minute counts. Everything. If you're up earlier than, you know, our competitors, 
and, and we're up at five and they get to the office at eight, well, we're already three hours ahead of them. That's literally how we look at it. Every hour counts. It's an us. opportunity for us to grow as a company. Do you guys have like any entrepreneurs in your family? No, my dad was uh, worked in the union after he got out of the Air Force. What, what union? Uh, he was in United Liquors, uh, worked for United Liquors. Oh, man. I forget, to be brutally honest. Can I, can I tell you something crazy? My dad works in the union, too. <laughs> yes, sir. What about your family? Uh, yeah, I got my mother owned a trucking company with her brothers. Uh, my what? father was a probation officer for 40 years, so not really an entrepreneur. My mother was, and she could sell anything. She, she could, she's could talk, talk, mm-hmm. talk. And my brother, uh, my older brother specifically, is an absolute boss, kills it. What does he do? He lends money. He builds houses. He flips houses. Hustle. Um, he does it all, seriously, yeah. So that would be like a role model for you, for the most part, your older broski. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he is indirectly, yeah. Yeah, we're in two different uh, fields, obviously, but and we do business a lot different. But it's my brother. I love him to death. He is. He he kills it. Absolute boss. See, there's something that I've been trying to do with the show as much as I can is like there's something about real hustle out of our area that I, I don't think other areas in the country really have. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a grit and... I feel really connected to it with the show about just like going and keeping on going. But like the fact that you guys show up to every store and pitch, people don't realize that takes like real nuts, bro, to just go and say like, all right, I'm probably gonna get slapped in the face. Like how many failures you guys taking? Oh, just we we early on when it's over early on. Yeah. We almost laugh about it, but early on, I mean, we got, I'd say 50, 60% immediately just said, no, kicked us out. We actually funny story. We were, sure, just write their names down. We were visiting. Yeah, we used bulletin board material. Um, <laughs> we were um, we were in the Westgate Mall visiting one of our stores. Or actually, we were trying to go to one of the stores to pitch the product. And essentially, like three or four mall cops, you know, kind of huddled up behind us, and they were like, "They're selling marijuana," because we were carrying that. <laughs> we were carrying that rack around. But the whole, every store we went into, we always had the insurance and lab results ready. With our folder, that's that's the holy so, bible right there. It, so it they're really chasing is. us out like literally four or five deep, and it's just like they started coming together, and we kind of, you know, we turned around and looked. We're like, holy shit, they really. And Brendan had a haymaker waiting. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Not anymore. I'm too old now. <laughs> so, uh, is there ever a point with the business where you guys are like, all right, listen, this is booming. I want to keep growing it. I know it's so early, but is there an end goal for you guys? Have have you talked about it? As far as... Like, uh, like a lot of people, they want to... Their first business, they want to start. They want to bleed out their eyes for 10 years, get it done, make it to a $100 million company, and then sell it. Well, like I told you guys off here, our, our biggest goal is to get our display rack into every convenience store in the country. And when that's done, I feel like then maybe we're done with what we got to do. We want it in every convenience store in every state across the entire country. That's uh, and, that, and that's that's the synonymous. Everyone in the company knows that, right? Everyone knows. That's fire. Yeah. yeah, they all know. And they're all equally as passionate about it as well. So, And then the wellness thing too, like that's really picked up steam. You know, if we can help out other, you know, acupuncture and massage clinics and people in need, we'd be obviously more than happy to help and work with them. Especially with the kind of subtle and quiet uh, acceptance by a couple different doctors. I'm not going to 
mm-hmm. you know, put the name out there. But es- essentially, that gave us even more confidence. We're like, now the medical field looks like it's legitimately starting to embrace this as a natural supplementation, as opposed to the FDA attempting to, you know, make it illegal so they can sell it or ban it. So they're directly responsible for selling it throughout the United States. I think America needs companies like us, you know, not them. Yeah, that would be fire. If Mass General took you guys on, you guys were just giving out the Boston Empire to every patient, let's go. It would be so good for the entire community as a whole. Like it, the trickle-down effect and the amount of money, you're There'd not be talking no millions. Off drivers. You're talking billions. Yeah, <laughs> everyone would be nice and happy too, which is a good thing, especially out here. Traffic coming in here, oh boy. I, yeah, it's a zoo, right? Yeah. You know, parking was a little Because it's like a pit in the middle of the square. Yeah. We so, were getting stressed out. <laughs> Good thing that, we're, in, we're in the right business, though. Yeah, it took exactly. the hint, man. Calm, Good to go. Calm down real Yeah, see, quick. He's, he looks calm as hell right now, Aquaman, but he is a psycho road rage. Psycho. Like, really, watch out. It's always the quiet ones. What, uh, really, watch out for the CRV. <laughs> so, um... Can you guys explain kind of the the business split and how it works if you get your retail, if you get this rack into a store, are you paying the convenience store X amount of dollars a month? Are they taking a a split of each product? No, absolutely not. They buy the product as they would any product and then they sell it and they make the profit. I mean, they're going to double up off it. As needed. So as soon as they sell out or come close to, they call us, we either go or one of our distributors goes. So kind of based on volume and and foot traffic for each specific store. For instance, that rack at some stores will be sold out in a day or two. Other places might take two weeks. But the big difference is you sell one of those bags, you're making as much as you would by selling five or six Snickers bars, you know, or, or a bunch of sodas. Yeah, the, the margins, I mean, especially in the convenience industry, is astronomical. Which is big because, I mean, they're trying to find any space. any advantage they can money, to yeah. separate themselves from other convenience stores. Yeah, I totally get it. So so you guys, it's based on store, the way that you pitch, for, say, hey, that's how much money I want for this. And how do you assess that? You do like market research or analytics or something? We have a set price for what that rack costs you can't fluctuate you so have yeah, to so, kind of really stick yeah. to your guns on the price yeah. and, and how did you assess the market beforehand about what your competitors might be doing there wasn't many competitors and say. we balanced it against the marijuana industry essentially it's the same it's the same pricing so we go by grams and eighths and we do that because anyone who's interested in this and knows marijuana that's the new uh that's the denominations they are used to purchasing it you got something to add to that? I was going to say, well, well, yeah, I want you to finish. So the the reason why we do grams in ACE, because it is the the two most popular uh, denominations, is the grams is more of a trial run. So they'll try that. And then the eighth, which I'm not sure if you're aware, um, is three and a half grams. So we have two sizes. So we give. I'm just going to circle this for you. My bad, brother. So we give them two sizes. We give them the grams to start and then the ace. And some people fluctuate. Some people get a rack full of grams. Some people get a rack full of ace. It all depends on the store. Jack, hit us with a hemp question. You got one? And is the flour the most popular product that you guys carry? Jack By, said, is the flour the most popular product that you guys carry? By far. By far, yeah. People absolutely, they they love it. And we were one of the, the first companies to actually bring a flour of high quality on a commercial scale too. A lot of the hemp you see is, 
use for extraction or not. They don't put the care into it because they can make money off it in other ways, as opposed to flour. This is the nicest hemp I've ever seen in my life. Jack said this is the nicest hemp I've ever seen in my life. All right, so real quick, I'm going to sound very stupid. But, so I go into, let's say you're selling this at the Mobile Mart, right? You guys got a contract with Mobile Mart yet? No. All no, town? No, not, not yet? Not yet. No. We're waiting on it, though. It will happen soon. It so will. I show up. I'm like, all right, I'm going to get myself a little Boston Empire, right? I just had, I just put up big weight in the gym. I'm trying to relax. So I get that bag, right? How do I ingest the product? What do I do? Well, there's various different ways. Mine just is coming from a non-smoker. Mm-hmm. Well, we never actually... It's more of a novelty product due to the insurance complications and whatnot. I think when people look at it, they relate it to marijuana. So they will, you know, some people smoke it, some people use it in tea, and other people just keep it around as a novelty. Like, hey, look what I found as well. So there's various different, I mean, with hemp, you could do anything with it. You can make bracelets, clothing, houses, fuel, oil. I mean, there's just so many different things you can you can literally do with hemp. And if you look at I mean thousands. Well, do so do most people like roll it up in a joint and smoke it? Yeah. I think most people do, yeah. Okay. Yep. Is is this one of the questions with the insurance companies watching? Is that why? <laughs> yeah, can you tell how I can yeah, jump around? I got it. Yeah. <laughs> can outsell a salesman, man. <laughs> but all right, yeah, I get it. So we'll have you roll one. We'll have you roll a hemp blaster. Yeah, no, no. Well, I want to ask a good question. We've been trying to figure out what would a good question for this episode be to put on our page in terms of content because we always have one clip. And so I was like, hey, let's ask the hemp god. Got, he can ask it. All right, let's hear it. So there's a lot of people that want to get into this industry. What would you say to them trying to start like a small CBD company, whether it's like minimal products, not to the same degree as you guys, but maybe more specific Thanks. I got you for the mic. So I'm, I'm going to go political because this is what we'll cut up as a clip. And it, will, it will look like we're having a really professional episode. But so this industry is so prevalent and it's so trending. And you guys are pioneers in the space, right? What would you say to anybody trying to get into the industry and to start up a company? The first thing I would say if I were you is don't start because then you'll be our competition. But if there are aspiring entrepreneurs in the weed space, what would you tell them to do? Hemp space. First, competition breeds. That's what our country's built off of, is competition. So we are more than happy. We love the industry we're in, and we feel comfortable allowing and helping out smaller businesses start up. But I would say, before Brand jumps in, do your due diligence. You know, cross your T's, dot your I's. I would say insurance is probably the biggest thing to go for to start off. And don't come in, don't, don't do it for the money. Be passionate. If you're not passionate and you're coming in to compete and you're just a big wig throwing money at it, you're not going to, they won't, they won't compete. They won't last. It's not one of those industries. There's got to be a personal touch behind the product you're giving people. You know how to differentiate the product too, right? Exactly. How yeah. many have popped up in this area since you guys started? Competitors. Not many local ones that are in stores. Is that tough for you? Because it's like, wait, there's, there's no one here that's really competing with us, so we're kind of just like operating in our own space. We're waiting for it to happen, yeah. and we're ready for it as well. And oh, I think the, pissed. Let's go. I think the reason they haven't is uh, they don't have the quality. There's plenty of hemp uh, 
but they don't have the quality, and I don't think they have the drive in the, in the, the you know, balls to go store to store and get the it motor, in there. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they don't have the logo. Like, that rack itself is an impulse buy. People see that, they get attached to it. They look into it. They Google it. And they, they relate see. to it. And they feel comfortable because Boston is obviously a local, and that's kind of where we stuck to. We built, you know, around here first, and now we are slowly starting to branch out outside of the New England area. And that was a funny thing. With the name, we were like, well, what are we going to do at the beginning when we go to New York or we go to California or we go to, you know, any other state? We're like, are they going to be, like, we didn't think particularly New York would buy a Boston product. But we were wrong. They, They love it, and they embraced it, and they buy it. They buy it like crazy. Let's go. So, Jack, that was a great question. So, are you guys at all interested? Let's say you build this huge, right? And I'm rooting for you. Let's do it. I love it. Would you ever venture into doing actual THC products now that it's recreationally legal in Massachusetts? I wouldn't, no. No, we have no plans of getting in the marijuana industry. It's overregulated, overtaxed. They, that's what's wrong with state and state government, but federal government too, but they get their hands in it and they get they just ruin it. I mean, they just... What the government does? Well, look, you go to a dispensary and you're spending $60 for an eighth because they have to cover all their costs because the state's in there reaching in their pocket. We're an agricultural product. So we, we sidestep that almost 30% tax, and we'll continue to as well. I mean, I'm not giving them any. They, they already have trying to infringe on our industry and our rights, but it's not, it's not going to happen. They let it go on too long. Companies like us have too much legal representation and too much money. So we're ready to battle it out with them, but I think it's a lose-lose for them. Oh, I thought you had, you had a zinger waiting. No. No, I didn't. Are you guys having fun? Oh, yeah, a absolutely. This is great. We're great. excited about getting out here. Uh, I'm learning. This is great. So, one more question: um, how how important is it for you guys to? Br- you were just talking about going over to New York and selling products elsewhere, but how important is it to you guys to brand this as exclusively a company that started out of Boston? Well, that that was big to us. Was was creating like you might just move it in just a little bit. Like I was saying before, like we wanted to create a local powerhouse not just business but surround ourselves with positive people hey kev i feel you like yourself let's go let's go some of the guests you've had on you guys have a great podcast we've we heard about you guys back even before you know humbeats and manny came on but that kind of piqued our interest you know in in reaching out um so we just we're prideful of where where we came from and i think it's safe to say we, we won't forget where this first started yeah, but I, I also mean like you you trying to do some work with some influences in the city, athletes, producers. That's part of the branding strategy right now, correct? Absolutely. Yep. 100%. Yeah. Well, I can tell you something, man. After we get off here, there's a lot of people I can introduce you to that you could definitely do some work with. That would be fantastic. Looking forward to it. Yeah, we'd love that stuff. Absolutely. And, and also, you guys ever think about throwing an event? We have, actually. Yeah, we have. We just don't know how to go about it. And then you have certain town regulations and states for instance certain uh, charities we can't donate because they won't accept cbd money or so we're constantly sidestepping we'll we'll talk after because i'm the master of events man i'd love to do it i think it'd be great oh absolutely we would love that jack any any final questions do you have fun do you learn a lot and they came through with the this is this product for us yeah the majority some of it some of it okay word (laughs) 
Fire. Thanks for the gifts. Absolutely. Okay, so this is how we... Is there anything else you guys... Oh, where, where can they follow you guys and look at your stuff? Uh, at Instagram, it's Boston underscore Hempire. Kev's um, active on the IG, too. And then it's online uh, websites, bostonhempire.com. Cool. We're on Twitter, too, so you can check us out yeah. on Facebook as well at Boston Hempire. Uh, we're on there. We got you got Mesh.com profiles? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> Soon. <laughs> Business is isolating, man. Trust me. Business first, then pleasure. Yeah, I feel you. Uh, okay, this is how we start in the episode. You say, hi, your name. Listen close, because everybody messes this up. Hi, your name, and this is my golden hour. Directly after, no break. Hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. And if I were you guys, I would pass it off. And I'd say, hi, I'm Kev. I'm Brandon. We're from Boston Empire, and this is our golden hour. And then directly after, that was our golden hour. Does that make sense? I'm a little confused. Yeah, we, we smoked a little before we got I was going to say, we got Red Eye Reggie over here. I know had, what's going on. Had to calm the anxiety coming to the show. <laughs> Pretty funny. You're actually the first people to admit they've been baked on camera, but there have been some people up like, damn, bro, you really hit that booth pack for you guy here. We're very transparent. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Okay, so ready. Hi. We're just going to walk through it. Mm-hmm. I'm Kevin, and I'm Brandon from Boston Empire, and this is our golden hour. Directly after, hi, I'm Kevin, and I'm Brandon, the Red Rocket, and that was our golden hour. Awesome. <laughs> okay, let's try it. Right. Jack, which camera do you want us on? Slate to this one? Hey, can you be ready to click these? Mm-hmm. Thank you. You're a great guy. One of you guys are ready. Hi, I'm Kevin Coyle from Boston Empire, and this and is our golden hour. You forgot me, brother. <laughs> it's hi, I'm Kevin, then I come in, and I'm Brandon. And, and then we say together, this is our golden hour. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Everyone messes it up. It's hilarious. Hi, I'm Kevin. And I'm Brandon. And We're this is our golden hour. You didn't say Boston Empire. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got it, I swear. I'll keep going. All right, you ready? Hi, I'm Kevin Coyle. And I'm Brandon Gatles. We're from Boston Empire. And this is our golden hour. And then... Oh, sh- no, no, you're good. You're good. Part one's done. Now it's part two. We do it again. That was. We say that was our golden hour. So this is is at the front, and that was at the end. Hi, I'm Kevin Coyle. And I'm Brandon Gatles. We're from Boston Empire. And that was our golden hour.